Thanks to this season's presenting sponsor, Driscoll's. Only the finest berries. Hello, and welcome back to Mystery Recipe. I'm Molly Birnbaum, Editor-in-Chief of America's Test Kitchen Kits. And I'm Mitzi, an oven mitt, Molly's right-hand gal and co-host on the show. And you've made it to our season five grand finale cook-along! That's right. Every week on Mystery Recipe, we talk about the fun, fantastical, and fascinating sides of a different kitchen ingredient. And at the end of the season, which is right now, we'll be using all the ingredients to cook a mystery recipe together. If you haven't listened back to season five and are just joining us for the first time today, wow, hi, what a random coincidence that your first ever episode happens to be a season finale. We love you and want to be your friend, but maybe consider going back and listening to our season five episodes in order. They talk about each ingredient we'll be using in this recipe, and this whole episode is just much more satisfying if you know all the facts and science that go along with it. Plus, there's spoilers in this one since it's the finale and all. So go back and listen. Today, we are going to walk through every step of our fifth season's mystery recipe. I highly encourage you to cook right along with this episode. We designed it so that you can listen and cook in real time. That's right. So that means you're probably in your kitchens right now, standing sort of awkwardly around, waiting for us to tell you what to do. (laughs) I told Molly I'd try to keep the idle chit-chat and fun stories to a minimum until we get started cooking, so you're just standing around like, okay, Mitzi, love you and all, but I'm ready for some food. (laughs) But I guess this could be categorized as idle (laughs) chit-chat. Sorry. Uh, Let's get to it. In case you missed it, in our bonus episode, we invited our official ingredient guesser, Leilani, back to help us put all the pieces together from season five. Leilani helped us figure out that today's recipe will be... Dessert! For the first time ever! That's right, Mitzi. We are making the strawberry shortcake recipe from America's Test Kitchen Kids. And we're going to be making our very own fresh whipped cream. Ah, sort of a delicious two-for-one here. This recipe makes four shortcakes. In our most recent bonus episode, we also talked through what equipment and ingredients we'll be working with today. So if you haven't listened, you may need to hit the grocery store before cooking with us. In that episode, we also recommended you print out our shortcake recipe just so you can have all the instructions and measurements close at hand. Even just having it pulled up on a computer or phone will help. You can find this full recipe at atkkids.com slash shortcake. Today we are in our special recipe lab studio where we have a full kitchen to work with. We are going to be teaching this recipe to all of you and to Kyle. Don't feel rushed. We have built-in spots to pause the episode and make sure everyone has time to complete each step. You can also pause anytime you want. We literally can't stop you. You can pause right here if you want. Gotcha. You didn't pause. That was me faking it. But even if we don't exactly tell you to pause, there's no rushing in the kitchen. Everyone cooks at their own pace. And 
this is a bit of a long episode. It might take an hour or so to complete, so make sure you're preparing to spend some time cooking tonight. Or today, depending on when you are listening. It'll be worth it, promise. These shortcakes are a treat. Ah, I hope you've got a sweet tooth. I do. All right, before we get started, let's all do a quick kitchen dance to our theme song. Looks good. I bet it tastes good. Ooh. Everyone likes cheesy pop music. Mystery recipe. Mitzi, your ice skating routine to our theme has really come a long way. Oh, thank you, Molly. I have been practicing. Now then, are we missing anything? Just a butter knife. I have one right here. No, not just any butter knife. A climate change activist butter knife. Did someone say climate change activist butter knife? I did. Kyle, welcome to the studio. It's great to see you. I'm so excited to be here. It's the last day of my internship, and I'm ready to top this season off with some freshly whipped cream. Let's do this. Let's get started. So, Kyle, what is the first thing to do before we start any recipe? Oh, that's easy, Molly. First step is always to wash our hands. Yes, let's all go ahead and wash our hands right now. That means you at home, too. Hi, listeners. I always try to do something fun while we're doing some task that requires a little bit of time. And so for season five, I'm going to list my favorite things that come in fives. Okay, there's fingers on a hand, toes on a foot. Uh, oh man, what else comes in fives? Your senses? Yeah, smell, hearing, sight, taste, and touch. That's five, good one, Kyle. Uh, let me think. Nice work, young chefs. You can go ahead and dry your hands. More fives coming at you later, chefs. For now, let's get started. Now, before we get cooking, let's take a minute to make sure we have all the ingredients we'll need. Here are the ingredients we'll be working with today. Don't worry about measurements yet. We'll have time to measure everything out in a moment. We just want to make sure that you have what you'll need close at hand. Try and see if you can tap each item as we call it out. So here is what you'll need for our grand finale cook-along. We'll start with the strawberries and the shortcake. Three and a half cups strawberries. Four tablespoons of sugar, plus extra for sprinkling. One cup all-purpose flour. One teaspoon baking powder. A quarter teaspoon baking soda. An eighth of a teaspoon table salt. Half of a cup of buttermilk four tablespoons unsalted butter, and vegetable oil spray. And for our whipped cream recipe, you'll need half cup cold heavy cream, one and a half teaspoons sugar, half of a teaspoon vanilla extract. It's okay to substitute whipping cream for the heavy cream, but do not substitute light cream or half and half. You can also substitute blackberries for strawberries with this recipe. Just be sure to cut them in half lengthwise if you do. So once you've gathered your ingredients, there are a few pieces of cooking equipment you'll need as well. Two large bowls and one medium bowl. Five small mise bowls, one that's microwave safe. One small plate, potato masher, cutting board, paring knife, rubber spatula, rimmed baking sheet, 
parchment paper, whisk, liquid measuring cup, dry measuring cups, measuring spoons, fork, butter knife, oven mitts, cooling rack, four serving plates, spoon, and an electric hand mixer or a stand mixer. The electric hand mixer is for mixing our whipped cream, which you can do by hand with a whisk if you don't have an electric hand mixer. It would just be a lot of work. And I think that's it. That's right. It's time for us to begin. Ready, Kyle? Ready. Ready, Mitzi? Ready. How about you young chefs at home? Are you ready to get started? Great. Now that we have everything we need, it's time to start this recipe with a mise en place. Kyle, do you know what that is? Huh, I can't say I do, Molly. Ah, I can help. A mise en place is a French phrase that means everything in its place and is all about having all your ingredients measured out and organized before you start cooking. A mise en place is helpful because you have everything measured and ready to add. So when you start cooking, you aren't looking for your whisk or trying to dice up an onion while your pan is already hot. Let's mise our ingredients. Let's mise, please. All right, Kyle, I'll let you do most of the work here. And listeners, today's cook-along will be a great activity to do together with your family. Try to help each other out as you go. Each task should be safe for young chefs or grown-ups, so you can decide for yourselves who does what. We hope you have fun cooking together. Let's start by washing and hulling our strawberries. I like to wash strawberries in a colander or strainer, but you can also wash them in the container that they came in. Let's give all these strawberries a nice rinse here. Other things that come into fives are uh, vowels, A-E-I-O-U, uh, oceans, Atlantic, Pacific, Arctic, Indian, and Southern, Great Lakes, Superior, Erie, Huron, Michigan, Ontario, yeah, uh, what else? Seconds left in our strawberry washing section. One, two, three, four. All right, that should be enough time. Phew, more fives later, listeners. So now we're going to hull these strawberries. I like to put them right in our measuring cup after I hull them. We need three and a half cups of hulled strawberries for the recipe. Kyle, do you want to remind our listeners how to hull a strawberry? I'd love to. Andrea taught me this in Strawberry Week. The hull is the top part of the strawberry, the part with the green leaves. There are two ways you can do this, listeners. The first way is to use a paring knife, which is a small knife with a short blade, to cut off the top of the strawberry. Pretty simple, and if you aren't a knife expert yet, then that is the way to go. For the second option, I'm going to place the strawberry on its side and hold it from the bottom. But instead of using the paring knife to cut off the top, I'm instead going to use the tip to gently pierce the top of the strawberry near the base of the leafy green part at a 45-degree angle, pushing the knife about halfway into the strawberry. Next, I'm going to use a gentle sawing motion to cut a circle around the core. Finally, I'm going to use my fingers to pull the core away from the strawberry. See? Now we have a nice big strawberry with no leafy greens or core but we've saved more of the top. That was great, Kyle. You've been practicing. I have. Best part about practicing hulling strawberries is you get to eat a lot of strawberries. Don't eat those yet, though, listeners. We need them for the shortcake. All right, listeners, go ahead and hull strawberries until you have about three and a half cups worth. We don't want to distract you while you are using a knife, so we're going to play some hulling music for you here. Hmm. 
calling music do we think they want, Molly? Something exciting and motivating or calm and soothing? Either. Both. Probably not both. Okay, we'll just switch back and forth. Should we do exciting again? That was really fun. I'd say we have about three and a half cups here. What do you think, Kyle? Looks about right to me. Perfect. Place those in this medium bowl, Kyle. No rush, though, listeners. Depending on what method you used, you might need more time. Feel free to pause the episode here, and you can restart it when you are done hulling your strawberries. I'll vamp a little so you have time to hit the pot. Gotcha! That was a fake pause. Again! I'm gonna be like the boy who cried wolf, but like the mitt who cried pause. If you haven't done a real pause yet, please do. Unless you're done, which you probably are. I've been talking for a minute here. Either way, let's get back to our mise en place. Let's. Next up is sugar. Our sugar mise for this recipe will be a little different because we use sugar in the strawberries, biscuits, and whipped cream. So we're gonna measure three different amounts of sugar. For the strawberries, go ahead and measure out three tablespoons of sugar. You can put it in this small mise bowl here. Okay, I'm going to measure one tablespoon of sugar here and into the mise bowl it goes. Here is a second tablespoon of sugar. Perfect, and here is the third. Great. Now let's measure the sugar we'll need for our biscuits. We'll use one tablespoon of sugar for the biscuits, and it's going to go in this large mixing bowl here. Great! One more tablespoon for the biscuits in a large mixing bowl all by itself? Pretty soon we'll add the other dry ingredients for our biscuits, so it won't be alone in this bowl for very long. Got it! And in it goes! Don't be too lonely, though, sugar. 
More dry ingredients will be on the way soon. Awesome. Almost done with the sugar. The last amount we'll need is one and a half teaspoons for the whipped cream. Okay. I'm going to start with my teaspoon measuring spoon for this. So here is one teaspoon. Great. Into its own small maize bowl it goes. And now I'll use my half teaspoon measuring spoon. And a half teaspoon? Perfect. One and a half teaspoons. Wonderful. Okay, our three separate sugar mises are set. But don't put your sugar away yet. We'll need a few pinches to sprinkle on our biscuits before they go in the oven. We'll get to that a little later, though. All right, flour is next. These next few ingredients we can put right into our large bowl with the sugar. So it doesn't get lonely? Exactly. So, Kyle, we need one cup of flour. Great. I'm going to use the dip and sweet method for this one, listeners. So a dip into the flour and sweep the excess flour off. We have exactly one cup. And into the large mixing bowl it goes. What's next, Molly? Next is baking powder. It's fun that we are using both baking powder and baking soda for this recipe. It is. Lots of different ways we want these biscuits to rise. So we need one teaspoon of baking powder. Great. Dip and sweep for the baking powder. Boom. Great. And into the large bowl. Perfect. Now we want a quarter teaspoon of baking soda into the large bowl as well. A little tinier. A quarter teaspoon measuring spoon. I love it. So cute. Great. So a tiny dip and a super tiny sweep. And in you go, baking soda. And even tinier now, we want an eighth of a teaspoon of table salt. Oh my goodness. Just when I thought we had achieved max tininess, the little itty bittiest dip and the tiny itty bittiest sweep and into the large bowl. Now, Molly, surely this is the tiniest measurement of this recipe. It absolutely is, Kyle. All right, Misa's just about ready. On to our liquid ingredients. So we are going to need a half a cup of buttermilk for these biscuits. So I have a half cup measuring cup here. Great, let's pour in some of this buttermilk. You might want to shake up the container first, Kyle. Separation is natural. Okay, shaking it up. And we'll pour a half cup here. And now bend over and get to eye level with the liquid measuring cup. A little shy of half a cup, so I'll pour some more in here. There we go. Looks great. Perfect. Add that to this small mise bowl here. Done. What's next? We'll also need a half of a cup of cold, heavy cream for our whipped cream. Great. I'm going to quickly rinse out this liquid measuring cup then. There's five Olympic rings and five points on a starfish and five members of the Backstreet Boys. The who? No, not the who. There were only four of them. The Backstreet Boys? I don't know who that is. Kyle, I'm going to pretend you never said that. Anyways, let's get a half cup of heavy cream into the small mise bowl. Here we go. Great. And we want to keep this mise bowl in the fridge until we're ready for it. Because as we learned in Heavy Cream Week... Whip's fastest if it's cold, it should hold. Fat content makes it so... Exactly. Okay. Any other mises we need to do? Just the butter here. So we have our four tablespoons of unsalted butter. Let's cut this block in half into two two-tablespoon squares. Doesn't have to be exact. Oh, 
Molly, may I? Kyle, by all means. Voila! I love cutting butter. Well done. Now we'll put these two squares into a microwave-safe bowl, which we will use later. We'll also use vanilla extract in the whipped cream, but we'll measure that one out when we're ready to make it. Which means... Our mise en place is en place. Ah, my favorite joke to make every season. We are ready to start combining our ingredients. Are you feeling ready to move on, Kyle? I can handle that. How about you, Mitzi? Molly, I was literally born ready. How about you at home, listeners? Ready to get cooking? Great, let's get started then. We are going to start by taking half of our hulled strawberries out of their bowl and placing them on the cutting board. Okay, should I count how many are here and then figure out what half that is? We don't need to be exact here, Kyle. Just go by sight. Grab what looks like about half the strawberries. Okay, let's see. Here's some onto the cutting board. Not quite half. I'm going to take another handful here, and that looks about right to me. That looks right to me, too. Great. So we are going to use this potato masher. Got it. To mash the half of the strawberries that are still in our large bowl. Okay, great. Just mash them up? Go ahead and just mash them right up. Speaking of mashup, this is the perfect opportunity to test out the relaxing, yet exciting, yet calm, yet motivating mashing music mashup I made. All right, keep mashing, listeners, while we listen to Mitzi's mashing music mashup. Great. That was very unique, too, Mitzi. I think I got the job done. Those strawberries look pretty mashed. I'd say so, too. So let's now slice the remaining strawberries on our cutting board. We can slice these whatever way you like, listeners. You could start at the top of the strawberry, where the hole used to be, and cut them across in little strawberry discs. But I like to slice vertically and have long strawberry slices. Or both. Have fun with it. But as always, be careful when using a sharp knife like a paring knife. We won't distract you with music mashups while using a knife. So here's some cutting music for you while you slice the remaining strawberries.
Nice work, Kyle. Those strawberries are looking great. Thanks, Molly. Listeners, if you're still slicing, that's totally fine. Just pause here and restart when you're done. Giving you a moment. Not doing a fake pause because I don't want to betray your trust. I want you to believe me and not think I'm always pulling a fast one on you. Okay, you should be back by now. Hello? So, Molly, what should I do with the sliced strawberries? You can place them back in the large bowl with the mashed-up strawberries. Okie doke. In they go. Great. And while we're at it, let's also add the three tablespoons of sugar. So that's the sugar mise bowl that has the most sugar in it. Just add it into the bowl? Yep, that's why we mise. Makes it easy. Awesome. It's in. Here's a rubber spatula. Go ahead and mix the strawberries and sugar up until they are all well combined and coated in sugar. Yummy. Coated in sugar, funny enough, is one of my all-time favorite phrases. Mine too, Mitzi. Okay, what's next for these strawberries, Molly? Next up, they need to sit in this sugary mixture for at least half an hour. Half an hour? Molly, we didn't budget enough time for that. This cook-along is going to take all night. I still have some things that come in fives, but I didn't prepare half an hour's worth. We aren't just going to sit and list off things for a half an hour, Mitzi. We'll be baking our biscuits while the strawberries get nice and juicy. Oh, oh, uh, of course. Sorry, I don't know why I doubted you. You've always got a plan, huh? You know it. Let's move on to our biscuits. Okie doke. Molly, I don't want to jinx us, but this is going pretty well. I'd say so too, Kyle. Are you ready to get started making our biscuits? I can handle that. Wahoo! Me too! How about you at home? Perfect. Well, let's get to it then. First step is going to be getting our oven ready. Ask your grown-up for help here if you need to, listeners. We're going to adjust the oven rack to its middle position and heat our oven to 450 degrees. 450 degrees?! That's pretty hot! Sure is, which is why you'll want to be very careful moving your baking sheet in or out. No worries, though. That's what oven mitts are for. Exactly, Mitzi. You got this. Great. Next up, we are going to line a rimmed baking sheet with parchment paper. Interesting. What will this do, Molly? Well, it helps stop our biscuits from sticking to the baking sheet. Go ahead and pull out enough parchment paper to cover the whole sheet, Kyle. This should do it, and on the sheet it goes. All right, oven and baking sheet are prepped. Perfect. Next up, we are going to get started on our biscuit dough. But first, we should give the oven a little bit of a head start so it has enough time to heat up. So let's use this opportunity to cut to a quick word from our sponsors. Grownups, these ads are for you. I want to tell you about our sponsor, the National Mango Board. Here at Mystery Recipe, we love our fruit fresh, sweet, juicy, and available all year long. With so many varieties to choose from, like Tommy Atkins mangoes, honey mangoes, or Kent, no matter when a mango is on your mind, you're free to grab one whenever you like. But keep in mind, don't focus on color when grabbing this fresh fruit. They come in so many different varieties that you may pick a color you love, but a ripeness you won't. So whenever you see one that makes your eye twinkle, give it a gentle squeeze. If there is a slight give, you know you found a winner, no matter the season. 
Grownups, discover more about marvelous mangoes at mango.org slash mystery recipe. Hey, grownups, I want to tell you about our sponsor, Green Pan. Their Valencia cookware collection is the winner of ATK's Best in Test for Ceramic Nonstick Skillets. Green Pan is constantly working to live up to their name. They use recycled aluminum. Their factory runs on 30% solar energy. They recycle their wastewater and are focused on reduced carbon emissions. Greenpan has won dozens of awards for their dedication to the environment and is always working to make healthy products better for everyone. Grown-ups, to learn more about Greenpan, visit them at greenpan.us. Plus, get a special 30% off your purchase for our America's Test Kitchen audience with code ATK30. That's ATK30. And we're back. Oven's getting hotter and Mitzi's getting hungrier. Me too, Mitzi. So in our large mixing bowl, we should have our flour, baking powder, baking soda, salt, and sugar. Let's use a whisk and whisk them together until they're well combined. You know, you got me thinking about boy bands, Kyle. They often come in fives. In sync, Backstreet Boys, One Direction, New Kids on the Block, The Jackson Five, Spice Girls even. I don't know who any of those bands are. Please leave. I can't. I'm helping with the cook-along. Okay. I guess I will leave then. I'm going to go process the fact that you don't know who One Direction is. Goodbye. That looks whisked enough, Kyle. All right, let's melt our butter. Listeners, we are going to microwave this butter for 30 seconds at a time at 50% power. Go ahead and put it in the microwave and put your small plate on top so it doesn't splatter. And we can stir it a little bit in between each round. It might be hot out of the microwave, so be careful and use an oven mitt if you need to. This might take a different amount of time for everyone, so go ahead and pause here, and you can hit play again when your butter is melted. Great! See you soon, listeners! All right, Molly, do you think they're back? I think so, and I think your butter looks melty. The bowl's a little hot, though. Think we need some help? Sure do! Mitzi! Sorry, I got very caught up in research. I found one thing, and then it was just bye-bye-bye for me down the boy band rabbit hole. But then I said, quit playing games, and now I am back for good. Anyway, I'm back, street boys. <laughs> Do you still need an oven mitt? Well, maybe not anymore. By now, the bowl's probably cooled off. But just in case. Got it. Hooray! What's next, Molly? Next up, we are going to add our cold buttermilk to our melted butter and use a fork to stir it around. Now, the cold buttermilk is going to start to harden our melted butter, so we'll just keep stirring it until small butter clumps start to form. It shouldn't take very long. Huh, why are we melting the butter and then hardening it again right away, Molly? Well, the reason some dough calls for clumps of butter is that those small clumps of solid butter will help make our biscuits flaky. In the hot oven, the butter will melt again, and the water in the butter will turn to puffs of steam. That'll create little air pockets in the biscuits, which gives them a lighter, flakier texture. Sounds very good to me. Huh. These look like small clumps of butter. What do you think? I think that looks perfect. 
go ahead and add this mixture to our large bowl of dry ingredients. Okie doke! And here is a rubber spatula. You can use that to make sure you get all the butter and buttermilk, and then gently mix it into the dry ingredients until there's no streaks of flour left. Okay, we're gently mixing. Do you know why we don't want to overmix, Kyle? I'm not sure, Molly. Oh, I can help because mixing flour creates gluten, and gluten gives baked goods a strong bite or a slightly chewy texture. That's right, Mitzi. We want these biscuits tender and crumbly, so we don't want too much gluten to develop. Great, that looks pretty well combined to me. What do you think? I think it looks streak-free. Perfect. Well, that means our biscuit dough is complete. Really? It's that easy? It's that easy. Now it's time to scoop them. We're going to use a one-third cup dry measuring cup to measure out the dough. Okay. Got it. Here. Perfect. Here's some vegetable oil spray, Kyle. Give the inside of the measuring cup a good spray so it's easy to get the dough out after it's measured. Nice hack there, Molly. I'll give it a little spritz here. All right, let's get scooping. Great. We should have enough dough for four biscuits here. Go ahead and get a heaping scoop with your measuring cup. And then, listeners, you can use a butter knife to scrape off the extra. Amazing! I've got that, Molly. Okay, so I've got a big scoop here, and I'm going to use myself to scrape off the extra. Here's biscuit number one. Nice. Born for this job, Kyle. Great. Now drop that scoop here onto the baking sheet. All right, it comes right out. Three more. So we scoop, and we scrape, and we plop it on over there. Number two. Perfect. Another scoop. Scrape. Number three on the baking sheet. We should have enough for one more. And I'll use the remaining dough here. Nice. There's just about one scoop left. Four biscuits measured and ready to go. All right, Molly. Are these ready for the oven? Almost. First, we are going to sprinkle some more sugar over top. The recipe says to generously sprinkle with extra sugar. Exactly how I like to sprinkle. Sprinkling. Generously. Yum! Perfect. Now these are going to go in the oven for about 12 to 14 minutes. Hooray! Don't forget to use oven mitts to put them in. Hello, oven mitts! Your oven has probably reached 450 degrees by now, but just in case it hasn't, pause here until it does. And into the oven they go. 12 minutes are on the clock. Yes. Listeners, keep an eye on these. You want to bake them until they are golden brown, and every oven is different, so it might be a little faster or a little slower than 12 minutes. So, what should we do while we wait? Well, I'm glad you asked. While you were melting the butter, I put a short presentation together that I think, Kyle, you would really benefit from. I present to you the history of the boy band. It's not really food-related, Mitzi. Okay. Okay, but what if I make it food-related? I'd be curious to hear that. Hooray! All right. The beginning. The year is 1950, and all across America, folks are going wild for a crazy new vocal group called a Capicola. Gasp! Oh, yes. Specifically, the Butcher Shop Quartet. 
the original boy band, this group of male singers sang in four-part harmony without instruments, but with bow ties and smiles. Fast forward to the mid-1960s and the Spatchcock Five enters the scene. They are fun. They have dance moves and they have a very charming youngest sibling who goes by the name of Michael. So the mid-60s become the 70s, which become the 80s, and lots happens, but we don't have time, and then comes new kids on the knife block. Were they new? They were new, and everyone loved them. They had hit after hit. Then came the 90s, and oh boy, the 90s. You had everyone in the 90s. In the sink, boys cute men, 98 degrees, all exploded on the scene doing dances and singing catchy pop songs and the world of music has never been the same. Then Y2K happened. Y2K? Uh-huh, the year 2000. And we have the Orange Juice Brothers by Chemical Leavener who paved the way for the boy bands of yesterday like One Convection. You really did make this about cooking. You know, it was easier than I thought, Molly. Anyway, the moral of the story is... I mean, what is the moral of the story? Good question. I guess the moral of this story is that there have always been boy bands. And there have always been people who pretend boy bands aren't cool. And that people who like them aren't cool. But I think deep down... Everyone likes cheesy pop music, and your parents like boy bands, and their parents like boy bands, and maybe we should all stop taking ourselves so seriously all the time and let people like who and what they're gonna like. Now, can we get that quartet to play me out? Play you out? Where are you going? Oh, I have one more thing to get ready while these biscuits cook. I'll be back! That was really something. It really was. Well, these biscuits still have about nine minutes left on them, which means I think we'll have time for another segment. What do you think, Kyle? Sounds good to me. All right, let's pass things off to Champ for the scoop. Champ, can you hear me? Loud and clear, Molly. So who are you talking to today, Champ? Well, believe it or not, we're joined today by somebody we've been talking to all season. Why, yes, we meet again. And yet somehow, for the first time... Yes. Can you introduce yourself to our listeners, please? Of course I can, though I need no real introduction. I am Mick Extra Dreamy Creamy, and I am Freshly Whipped Cream. Mm. I know you've spoken with different variations of me all season, from Holly, the cow's milk, to Skim and McCreamy, even Stick the Butter. May he rest in peace. R.I.P. Stick. You might say that I am the final evolution of this season's dairy saga. (laughs) And by now, we all know what whipped cream is, I assume. That's correct. So then, what can I share with your listeners today, champ? Well, we know what whipped cream is, but maybe you can tell us a little bit about why. Why whipped cream? Exactly. Oh, champ, I got goosebumps. What a question. I have so many thoughts, and I'd like to start with, um, this one. Whipped cream is all about balance, especially when it comes to strawberry shortcake. Oftentimes, whipped cream is playing an important role in balancing flavor and texture in a dish. 
Let's start with texture then, McExtra Dreamy Creamy. Yes, let's. In a strawberry shortcake recipe, you have the dense, thick, and crumbly biscuit. You have the gooey, fruity, juicy strawberries. When you add whipped cream, you balance all of that heaviness with something light and airy. Some dishes can be really heavy, like pudding or flourless cake. And so adding something light and airy, like whipped cream, can balance those textures and make for a really wonderful bite. Okay, so we have a balanced texture. What about flavor? Well, it's important to try and balance your flavors in a dish in the same way we think about texture. We have the almost-but-not-quite-savory biscuit with a little sour tang from the buttermilk. We have the sweet, but also rather acidic strawberries. And so, those tangy, sour flavors could use a little smoothing out. The sugar you all added to the strawberry mixture does the most to balance all those bitter, sour flavors out— But the rich creaminess of me, whipped cream, helps bring balance to a dish as well. Wow, I didn't realize whipped cream was all about balance. Well, balance is important for anything, champ. It's an important part of life. If you wouldn't mind indulging me. uh... Please. Well, our lives can't be all one thing, champ. If kids were to spend their full day of school at recess, they wouldn't learn about history or math or gain any of the skills they might need as a grown-up. But if they spend all day learning about history or math and don't get any time to have fun and play at recess, then they will be unhappy or tired or bored. And it's hard to learn when you're unhappy or tired or bored. We try to balance out our lives in other ways, too, like filling our diets with both healthy food and snacks that we love. (laughs) We play sports or learn an instrument or try to spend some time doing something we love each and every day, in addition to brushing our teeth and doing our homework. Because quite simply, that's just how life works. Balance is how we make life work. It's as important as as whipped cream. (laughs) Well, Molly, I think that's our scoop for today. Whipped cream adds a light and airy texture to strawberry shortcakes. Its rich and creaminess balances out the flavor. And finding balance makes life work. Back to you, Molly. Thanks, champ. And thanks to McExtra Dreamy Creamy for that lesson in all things whipped. Welcome back, Mitzi. How are the biscuits looking? They're looking pretty good, but based on my timer, we still got about four minutes left. Perfect. Just enough time. Just enough time for what, Mitzi? You'll see. Follow me. Where are we going? Your favorite place. Outside. Hi, friends. Andrea, what are you doing here? Well, you never want to leave something in the oven unattended. So I'll watch your biscuits while you all head outside. Aw, thanks, Andrea. Good thinking. Safety first. All right, follow me, Kyle. Just going out the door here, and ta-da! Wow! There's... there's balloons and flowers. What is all this, Mitzi? It's your internship graduation ceremony. You have just been the best all season. We wanted to celebrate you one last time. Plus, check out this banner we got. It says, 
Mission accomplished? With a big American flag on it? Yep, I bought it secondhand. Better for the environment. I love it, Mitzi. But what mission did we accomplish? Well, I'm just sure that thanks to all your hard work this season and the suggestions you had for our listeners, we must have stopped climate change. Mitzi. What? Did I get it wrong again? No, we want to stop climate change, right? It's a bad thing. That's true, Mitzi. But even if all our families try our best, climate change is not a problem that we're just going to solve. There won't really be an end to it. What do you mean? Well, what we are focusing on is making sure we don't make the problem worse. But it's something that isn't going to go away overnight. In fact, many of us will spend our whole lives fighting climate change. Our whole lives? That's like a very long time. It is. There are a lot of examples of causes and fights that we'll spend our whole lives fighting for. Like the fight to end racism, fighting for equality, or peace. Those are big, important issues that we will probably spend our whole lives fighting for. And we won't see the moment these missions are accomplished or the fights are over. So then, why do it, Kyle? Well, we fight these fights because it's the right thing to do. Because it helps make the world a better place. Here, I have an idea of how we can make this banner work. Do you have a marker? I do. Here you go. Thanks, Molly. Let's see. There. Mission being accomplished. It's a work in progress, but we can still celebrate doing the work. Speaking of the mission being accomplished, Kyle, I was going to wait until after the episode, but now seems as good a time to ask as ever. Like you said, the fight against climate change is not one we'll likely see the end of in our lifetime. And there will always be a strong connection between food and climate change science, which is why I was wondering if you'd like to come back next season, not as an intern, but with your own segment. My own segment? Really? Really. Kyle's Climate Corner, where each week we'll learn a little bit about how our theme ingredient and the fight against climate change intersect. You know what? I can handle that. I'm sure you can. So that's a yes? I'd love to, Molly. Yeah, hooray! Which means I don't need to say goodbye, which is just excellent news. Ah, I am so excited! Me too! Thanks for everything, friends. I can't wait to keep learning about the science behind climate change with all of you. Neither can we, Kyle. Okay, we should maybe head back upstairs. The biscuits will be done soon. Sounds good. Let's go. All right, we are back. Thanks, Andrea. No problem, friends. Save me a biscuit? You know it. That's about 12 minutes. And these biscuits look risen and golden brown. Listeners, if your biscuits aren't looking golden brown yet, go ahead and pause here until they are. Hey, Mitzi, can you give us a hand here? Always. Listeners, go ahead and use oven mitts to remove the baking sheet from the oven and place it on your cooling rack. Feel free to ask an adult for help on this one. And don't forget to turn off your oven. Let the biscuits sit on the cooling rack for about 10 minutes. 10 minutes? Molly, I ran out of content to pass the time with. Should we do the boy band thing again? Yeah, let's bring back the quartet. Well, we are actually going to use this time to make our whipped cream. Oh, right. Again, I don't know why I keep doubting you. Of course you had a plan. No problem, Mitzi. 
All right, listeners, Kyle and I are going to use a stand mixer for this one, but you can also use a bowl and a hand mixer at home. If you don't have one, you can use a whisk. It might just take a good while longer. Ready to whip some cream, Kyle? Ready. All right, we've got the bowl to our stand mixer here. Otherwise, we'd use a large bowl for this. And we're going to grab our cold, heavy cream from the fridge and dump it right in. Got it. Cream is in. Perfect. Now we're going to add our one and a half teaspoons of sugar from this mise bowl. And to join the cream. Nicely done. And we're going to measure out half of a teaspoon of vanilla extract to add to. Not a lot. That's right. The flavor is strong, and we don't need to add much. All right. I've got our half teaspoon measuring spoon here, and I'll measure over one of these empty mise bowls in case I spill any. Smart. There we go. Half teaspoon of vanilla added. All right. We are going to whip this on medium-low for about one minute so everything is nicely combined. Listeners, your mixers might be a bit loud, so we'll just play a song while you whip. Got a song in mind, Molly? I think we might have something that might fit the occasion. Feel free to stop mixing when the music stops. All right, it's been one minute, and things are looking pretty well mixed. Doesn't look like whipped cream yet, though. No, I agree there. Let's whip this on high until the whipped cream is smooth and thick. This will take a different amount of time for everyone, listeners. So in order to tell if your whipped cream is the right consistency, stop your mixer and lift the beaters out of the cream. If the whipped cream clings to your beaters and makes soft peaks that stand up on their own, you're done. If not, keep beating and check again in 30 seconds. Try not to overwhip your cream. Should we finish that song, Kyle? Let's! kitchen so clean because i clean up as i go especially when things are slow might even break up my flow better do your dishes now than let this sink overflow just do it bit by bit don't let it get out of control chop, chop, chop. baby brother should take some notes go to his room pick up his clothes always helps to clean as he goes mommy so proud of me she be crying while making toast i'll help clean up the floors and that's not one of my chores
All right, ours is looking pretty good. I agree, Kyle. Listeners, if your whipped cream isn't ready yet, just pause here and press play again when it's ready. Yeah, I am so excited. Molly, we have biscuits and strawberries and whipped cream. Does that mean? It does, Mitzi. We are ready to put this all together. The first step is going to be splitting open our biscuits. Now, it hasn't been a full 10 minutes since we took these out, so if they're still too hot, you might have to pause and wait for them to cool down a little bit. But we are going to split these like we might split an English muffin. With a fork? That's right, Kyle. No offense, but a butter knife just isn't always the right tool for the job. Hey, none taken. We're part of a team here. Listeners, go ahead and grab a biscuit if they've cooled down enough and turn it onto its side. Then poke the tip of the fork gently around the edge of the biscuit to split it open. Okie doke! Wow! These smell so good! I agree. I'll keep splitting these biscuits, Kyle. Why don't you grab the strawberries? On it! After you split all your biscuits, you'll want to place each split open biscuit on a serving plate. Next, divide the strawberries evenly onto the four biscuit bottoms. Then put some whipped cream on them and finally add your biscuit top. Like a delicious strawberry whipped cream sandwich. I like to use a spoon to get some of the sugary strawberry juice on top as well. Wow, these look delicious. They do. Great job with this recipe, Kyle. Well, I had some excellent teachers. Should we have a shortcake cheers? Let's. To a wonderful fifth season and all of this recipe's fun and fantastical ingredients. Shortcake cheers. Shortcake Shortcake cheers! Well, listeners, we won't keep you from enjoying this delicious recipe any longer. Feel free to finish putting together your shortcakes and add your strawberries and whipped cream and have fun with it. And thanks for joining us for our fifth season of Mystery Recipe and for participating in our season finale cook-along. We want to see how it went. Feel free to have your grown-ups send us a picture of your shortcakes on Instagram at TestKitchenKids or using the hashtag ATKKids. Or you can email them to... What was it again, Mitzi? Mystery Recipe at America's Test Kitchen. From everyone here on Team Mystery Recipe, we hope you enjoy your strawberry shortcakes and keep on cooking. Wow, this is so sweet and delicious. The whipped cream really does balance it out. McExtra Dreamy Creamy was right. Is there any whipped cream left? Grown-ups, we want to hear from you. If you take our quick five-minute survey, we'll have a coupon for you at the ATK shop. Just head to the link in our show notes. It goes a long way to support our show. Mystery Recipe is hosted by me, Molly Birnbaum, and I am Roasted Salted Cashews. Chad Chennai is our writer and producer. He is a big barrel of cheese puffs. Andrea Vavjin is a white cheddar cheese it and Katie O'Hara is a goldfish cracker, and they are both contributing writers on our show. Scoring, sound design, and mixing by Chester Guazda, an apple, and Matt Boynton, a salt and vinegar potato chip of ultraviolet audio. Jonathan Roberts composed our theme music and his popcorn. Our director of post-production is Jen Margolis. She is a Twix. Our director of production is Diane Knox, who is also salsa. 
Fact-checking by Julia Arwin, a nacho cheese Dorito. Our executive producer is Caitlin Kelleher, and she's a spicy pickle. Jack Bishop is the chief creative officer of America's Test Kitchen. He's a tortilla chip. David Nussbaum is our CEO, and he's a chocolate-covered pretzel. Special thanks to our senior science editor, Paul Adams, executive editor, Kristen Sargianis, executive food editor, Susanna McFerrin, art director, Gabby Hominoff, deputy food editor, Afton Cyrus, associate editors, Andrea Vavgen, Katie O'Hara, and Tess Berger, editorial assistant, Julia Arwin, photo test cook, Ashley Stoyanov, and test cook, Faye Yang. This recipe was developed by Afton Cyrus. Mitzi was voiced by Kira O'Sullivan. Kyle was voiced by Brian Green. Special thanks to Chester Guazda and Eric Gorman of Ultraviolet Audio. This episode also featured the voices of Champ Hollins and Samantha Moon. Our fifth season wouldn't have been possible without the help of Caroline Rickert, TJ Johnson, Jennifer Cusidi, Yorgo Sivernides, Ruthie LeMay, Yumi Araki, Alex Curran Cattarelli, Jeremy Helton, Kelsey Hopper, Sally Kalem, Megan Bagala, Jason Joseph, Madeline Langlieb, Kevin Pang, Dina Bedry, Jenny McIntosh, Sarah Damaris, Brendan McQueenie, Meredith Taylor, and Sarah Domville. Thanks again to our sponsors, Driscoll's, The National Mango Board, OXO, and Green Pan. Mystery Recipe is a production of America's Test Kitchen Kids. Do you know what would make this delicious dessert even better? What? A butcher shop quartet. Hit it, boys! Hi, grown-ups. I wanted to tell you a little bit about our newsletter. If you love the fun food content we share on Mystery Recipe, then sign up today for our ATK Kids newsletter to receive even more recipes, activities, and stories from me straight to your inbox. As a mom of two, I always try to include things that are important to my family, and it's a great way to hear about all the new things we are cooking up at ATK. Plus, every new email added will be entered for a chance to win three free ATK Kids books for toddlers through teens. We'll draw 10 winners every month while the promotion lasts. And we have some great books available all the time. Head to atkkids.com newsletter to sign up today for your chance to win. 